Besides, I have to use two hands to play on Cockatrice with most of my decks. How am I supposed to drink? <laughs> Check it out, bro. I still had this fire blast. You were dead, even if that shock didn't last. And I could have made a copy with this wind cast. And if you countered it, I had red elemental blast. Okay, I get it. Can we move on, please? You got a case of that still had all these. Alright. Welcome to the eighth episode of Redcast Wins, the podcast that tries to talk about magic but ends up talking about drinking. Um, with me, as always, are Lewis and Sean. Jason is maybe going to join, but he's currently playing Travelers, Settlers of Catan, because he's a turd. And because he's got... He's like at Gen Con. He's, he's gaming all weekend like a douche. Exactly. So, uh... Other hosts uh, sound off in some form of an order. This is Sean. He's he's picking out the whiskey. <laughs> it, it is actually not whiskey tonight. Tonight oh, I'm no. drinking a dirty martini. Ooh, classy. Classy. You're a lot classier than me tonight. Shaken or stirred? Uh, I didn't have time to do the shaken, so it's just stirred tonight. Normally I would do it shaken. <laughs> And then, and then the other one is Lewis, who has not announced himself yet. I I don't believe I need an introduction. People can like hear the douche come out. <laughs> so uh, we got a couple of things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about standard and poss- and uh, what the nationals metagame might look like. Uh, we're going to talk about the about my showdown with uh, Lewis, which has not happened yet. But we're going to talk about difficulties building for build your own standard. Uh, and we'll probably do some more tilt cast and talk about drinking, which seems to be our new favorite thing. So what do we want to start with tonight, guys? Um, Let's just get standard out of the way first. Yeah. All right. So, um, Lewis, because you play Kaw, what do you think of Hero Blade? Hero Blade is good in in an aggressive metagame because you, like, have creatures and stuff, but... Once people now like the the call blades like with uh, Flores and uh, Jerry T's this that are running Day of Judgment again mm-hmm. for the most part, it, it becomes a lot weaker. Mm-hmm. And you just you don't need those creatures when you can be running actual spells that do things. But uh, it, it like it's still a strong thing. Like if you take take it to FNM, chances are you're gonna actually just stomp people's faces. Chubb? Mm. Yeah, uh, I would say maybe at the the pro level, it may not be the best way to go. Uh, not sure since I'm not there. But at the PTQ and FNM level, I would definitely be uh, be playing the Hero Blade version of uh, the Call Blade decks that are out there right now. Uh, Hero Blade Hold is just such a huge swing, especially when people are playing main board timely reinforcements. Going, yeah. uh, taking a couple hits, going third turn timely reinforcements, fourth turn hero. Ugh. Oh, GG. But, but that list doesn't run timely. He's talking about like you have to remember me and him. You don't have Jason today to 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 talk about regular build decks. You forget that there's the two rogue yeah. builders tonight. But you Wait, asked that, me that like, list doesn't. Run no, timely? Then I run there's it. Tim, I only run a deck that runs yeah, timely main okay, right now. Tim, Tim's list, the one, the, the first one to win a Star City Open, had uh, Squadron Hawks, Blades, Splicers, Hero, and Blade, Blade Hold, yeah, and stuff. It was very creature heavy. Then Edgar Flores and Nick uh, Spoon, Spoon or whatever 
Spaghetti. Yeah, I know who you're trying to talk. To. I'm trying to find his name now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to how to say his last name. Spinago or whatever. Yeah. They they ran Squadron Hawks. I think a few Spulskites and then Timely Reinforcements as their creature base. I'm not even sure the Spulskites about the Spulskites. And then like Nick was like, okay, I'll run a Sun Titan in the board, and that was like uh, Edgar didn't even run that. And now Jerry T is running Squadron Hawks, I believe. Um, some Emeria Angel. Emeria Angel and a Consecrated Sphinx, because he actually wants a win condition to exist in the deck. <laughs> so, but... My, it, my, yeah. I have to say, my I know it's not new-new, but my new favorite uh, standard deck is Night Shift. Yeah. Uh, is, playing a bunch say, of isn't that cards. almost exactly like... Uh, the the squadron hawk ones yeah, yeah. it's wait let me it's just playing it. black as well it's it's basically dark blade but with well a no because it plays gravitational shift yeah a bunch of uh, at the PTO out here the whole channel fireball team that was running cobblade was running gravitational shift yeah okay I I love playing random cards Lewis help me out here gravitational shift why uh. If well, besides the obvious plot, like, I, I, like, who, like, when was this decided to be? It was actually around, like, pre-bannings where people were like, oh, you know, I can just run, uh, like, it was good against goblins, vampires, and tempered steel then, but with Cobblade being the dominant deck, gravitational shift was still pretty pointless, because it didn't do anything against other squadron hawks, and... Like, it was mostly, it, it, I think it originally came up as an idea of like, oh, well, now I have an enchantment that makes my Ink Moth Nexuses kill you really fast if, okay. if the Squadron Hawks fail. Okay, I just like, I was, because I, I stopped reading the standard list after a while because it was just Callblade, Callblade, Blue Black Vampire, like, uh, Red Black Vampire, so I was like, right, I know what these decks are. So I never noticed that Gravitational Shift had kind of like uh, sneaked its way into the meta. Yeah, that's only in the the night shift. Like it, it hasn't actually made a decent posting in like forever, except this past. Yeah, in night movie. shift. Yeah, there was two. Again, it's still only yeah. in night shift. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, it's really good against uh, if you're worried about goblins or vampires or uh, certain tempered steel builds. More and more, they're going heavy on the flyer side now. And it's yeah. obviously not as good then, but um, I don't know. I, I still think it's a, it's a pretty good card. Uh, I, oddly enough, I wouldn't be running uh, the Hero of Bladehold if you're also running that. No, that's exactly two cards you don't run. That's why most people have walked away from the Hero of Bladeholds. Oh. So. Uh, I mean, there wasn't, to be honest, uh, there wasn't anything else that really piqued my interest lately in Standard. Uh I saw a new elf build that was in France, but whatever. It's elves. Europe is backwards. They're all like behind the times. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't even have that high of a posting, wasn't wait, it? Like four. No, nothing piqued your interest. A goblins deck got second at a Star City Games. I knew, it was happen, I knew it was going to happen eventually, though. Like, that was inevitability. Well, Sean, you got to remember, it doesn't have any elves in it, so so Amanda doesn't care. It doesn't have I've, green. 
No, it's, yeah, it's, it does have the best goblin, Grim Lava Mancer, which I find hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that the list is goblins. It has Fire like, Slinger. Like Hollum, Bushwhacker, Chieftain, like, Fire Slinger, Guide, Word Driver, and you're like, Lava Mancer? Is he a goblin? Oh, wait, no. He's Honorarily, just, he's a goblin. He's just to make the cut. I'm, I'm happy Fire Slinger found a place. Yeah, I actually, I thought about it, like, I, after playing, like, seeing it in some, like, limited, it was just, it was really good. A pinger on turn one, and, like, the fact that he's always going to get through, even in the late game, it's just, just, it's really good. Oh, it's, I, I, I love the card. It was just, I was wondering if him or, I don't think Bang Chucker's ever going to see constructed play, but I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to flip a coin, and if I lose this flip, I waste four mana and lose a card and do absolutely nothing. But Fire Slinger, I wasn't sure. I am surprised to see Fire Slinger over Arsonist. Uh, The list that was there at our, uh, at the PTQ I went to um, two weekends ago, uh, was running Arsonist instead. I don't think it's a huge difference since it's a two of, and I think the list otherwise was identical um, and also did very well. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on with the fire slinger. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's because you have. I'm not sure. The, the arsonist is just good with goblin grenade. I got blown out by a double goblin grenade arsonist. Uh, just nothing I could do about it. I, I couldn't plan ahead for taking 12 points of damage on turn three. Sure, plays around. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna say a lot of a lot of decks. I don't think do very well against 12 points of damage on turn three. And since I was playing Mono White Tempered Steel, there really wasn't a lot I could do to play around it. That's I would like Because they still got to sacrifice their goblin. What's interesting yeah. is it, how... It happened game one, though, and I'm not running Mental Misstep <laughs> main game one in Tempered Steel. Obviously, that's your problem right there. Don't you know it's there a legacy go. card? It's going to be banned in standard, just like Jason Stoneforge. I guess if I'm running Affinity, I should also be running, uh, you know, Mental Midstep and just pretend I'm playing Legacy. Yeah, I was actually looking at um, at uh, Jonathan's list from our site for Goblins, and except for the fact that he plays more burn spells, it's pretty much the same list. Instead of running the two, instead of running the two Grim Lava Mancer and the two Fire Slinger, he runs was it Incinerates and uh, Lightning. No, they both run lightning bolts. What is it? What's the other card he runs? Uh, Goblin Grid. Nope. What is the other card he... He runs Incinerate, which I know is... Uh, I've told him it's a bad idea. He should run more goblins. Mm-hmm. Goblins are good right now. I'm actually... Like, if, if I was to run this, because I'm a loser, I'd be running the new goblin, the new artifact goblin, just because. The new artifact goblin? Yeah, you know, the new artifact goblin lord. Oh... Everyone was uh, automated, uh, automated automaton, automaton or whatever he is. Yeah, just to have extra lord effects. Why not play quest for the goblin lord? Because it doesn't do damage on its own, and it's not a goblin on its own. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying when, when you do get the goblins. No, no, I know, I know you're, I know you're being serious. I'm telling you a serious answer. That's why it doesn't deal damage. Every card in the deck deals damage if it's not a land. Yep. Oh, I think Smoldering Spires might actually be a good addition instead of Teetering Peaks. I'm they have it in the sideboard. 
He does. Yeah. I have to say, I'm starting to fall out of love with Teetering Peaks. The more I'm not. Oh, I'm so not. You take control of their primeval titan, grab two teetering peaks, and smash him in the face for what? ten? Oh, it feels so but good. But that's not in this... In, in goblins, I feel like smoldering spires is the better card. Yeah, because you don't you don't want the option of them trading with one of your lords before it's big. Yeah, the other the other thing is, if Spulskites are being main decked, do you know how hilarious it is when you have a spell skite out and they play teetering peaks to make their goblin guide a 4-2 and instead you end up with a 2-4 spell skite that's, that's true hilarious. but not too many decks running spell skite main and like every deck in the format uh, these guys are running dismember on the sideboard so yeah oh speaking of dismember who likes that new uh, event deck mm. awesome value too bad it's never going to be less than $30 yeah. Sure. Well, I have a store that always sells things at MSRP. I'll, I'll probably be able to get one at MSRP as well. But um, I might be able to get one at MSRP. Our uh, our local uh, Walmart is super, super selective um, about what magic product they buy. Like sometimes, like they had, they had like the. The premium, like Fire and Lightning, they had. They sometimes buy dual decks. The event decks are, and the from the vault, like they they randomly decide if they want to buy it, if they want to sell it. So there's a chance I'm going to be spending forty dollars if I even decide to buy this thing. But uh, I like how this event deck is kind of like, hey, sorry, Ben Stoneforge and Jace. Here, let's put a lot of expensive cards in one deck. And now if you don't have a playset, you can buy a playset for the same amount that buying a playset would cost you. Which probably means that this member is just going to lose value. Well, that's what happened to Stoneforge before even um, before even the banning. Yeah, the, the event deck hurt. It's, yeah. it's yeah. priced a bit. But uh, I do like how this is the most expensive event deck ever, like in card value. It's also well, except for the Stoneforge one before Stoneforge got banned. So now, now you know they're going to ban Dismember. Value down. Is, 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 is that what they're going to do? They put four of it uh, in the deck, I so I'm pretty sure I'm agreeing with Sean here. I feel like that's their new thing. They're going to put a really good card in an event deck, and then they're just going to ban it from standard. Except for you can still play it in the event deck. Somebody was doing that at the PTQ. Really. I, I give them huge props, and they didn't lose every game. So <laughs> they didn't lose every game. How Stoneforge is like there were pros when Stoneforge was getting banned, saying, "Hey, um, are we like can we can we run the event deck? Like, is the event deck worth it?" Hey, hey, hey we have, welcome is, aboard, stranger. Is, is the event deck worth it? That's what some pros. Yeah. It's, like, I'm, I'm making fun of Jason because he just joined us, so he has yeah. no idea what event deck we're talking about. He, well, we're he, talking he, about I, worth it. I'm going to go ahead and buy 24 more time reinforcements from the store that's selling it at 15 cents a piece. Oh, are you serious? Oh, man, that is cheap Wait, tech. where? Where is this store? Is this your store? No, 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 this is online. Well, where? I'd rather not say, because I'm about to buy all of them. <laughs> oh, wait, you're buying all of them? Yeah. Maybe. None of our listeners are going to be able to buy it unless like, they, they go back in time, which... 
Do you realize this is main deck in the past two Star City Games winners? Yes. Main deck. That's and cool. somehow it's 15 cents on here. I don't understand. You have to realize, though, some stores that do use Star City as a price guide don't always look at the, like, I don't, is it, is it 15 cents on Star City still? No, it is not. It hasn't been 15 cents for like three weeks on Star City yeah. games. Like, I, I actually have a place that I found, we found out, uh, after looking at the box of, uh, the, the half a case of, uh, M12 we bought that we had a place that in the half of timely reinforcements. So, I was like, shit, I need timely enforcements. We right, well, I'll tell like, you oh. just in case you want to buy them. It's untapped games. Uh, I already have about 40 of these. So, I guess <laughs> <you> really want <laughs> Seriously, like, you could even just sell them, like, half of them back right now to, like, Star City or something and make Yeah, Star City is sold out at a dollar. <laughs> no, no, they they actually have five in stock at one. They have five in stock for a dollar fifty, and I think their buy list. Oh. Their buy list has them at like fifty cents, fifty sixty cents. Sweet, I could make money already. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. It's it's such a good card. I would I wouldn't wait too long because they usually stock up pretty quickly before. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, that that card's gonna go up in value after rotation too. Especially because <laughs> nobody's gonna be op- like. Nobody wants to open M12 because the value's so so garbage that once the like we actually move on to Innistrad, there's not going to be a whole lot of the uncommons and. and oh, stuff. that's weird. They're actually not buying timely reinforcements yet. Well, yeah, they probably that's, not now. Nope, uh, they are buying foil timely reinforcements for a dollar. Yes. So, how's uh, how, are you ready for Gen Con, Jason? You asshole. Who gets to uh, go? Yes. I'm actually playing Commander right now. <laughs> Ooh, jealous. Jealous. You should. Sean, if you want, I'll hop on the cockatrice and we can play Commander while we do this cast. No, because then Lewis will be jealous. It's not, that's not fair. Like, if you do that, then people have to listen to me a lot more. Do you want to do that to our listeners? They'll be excited. They love you. Besides, I have to use two hands to play on Cockatrice with most of my decks. How am I supposed to drink? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you need with to get? With a straw from? like a peasant? That's not going to work. You need to get the, the hat that has, like, the, the two, like, cup holders, the straws. That, that I'll kill you before I drink a martini through a beer hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, how do you feel about the Vampire's M12 event deck? Oh, the one that's going to, like, rotate in a couple months? Yeah, that one. The same one. The, the same, same one. I think if you can get them now, like, right away for MSRP, you can make a fair amount of money off of it. Other than that... Uh, just go buy your four dismembers for less. Right now, is it less? Isn't dismember like five or six bucks right now? Yeah. yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Star City is buying dismembers at fifty cents. What? Yeah. Cheapskates. It's an uncommon. Come on, let's let's give them a break on it. They, they yeah, do much worse it, things. It's an like uncommon. listing Solemn at thirteen while people were listing it at five. Yeah. But my issue with them buying it at fifty cents is 
and I hate to start, I hate to turn this into a pick on Star City Games thing, is that it's in a, uh, it's in a set that's very notorious for having a really, really weird, uh, print sheet. Yeah. Where, like, you could buy a case and still not get a playset of, of, like, uncommons. Yeah. The, and the biggest thing is, uh, they're selling it at five bucks, and once it, New Phyrexia stops getting drafted, which it already pretty much is, it's just going to keep going up in value over the next year. And so. they're probably going to keep it at 50 cents because who buys uncommons for a dollar? Well, once it oh, gets up to the $8 mark, they'll probably up it to, to 75 cents. So, Sean, this site has phenomenal prices. Yeah. Uh... They have the cheapest Chandra I've seen. Sadly, they have no more timely reinforcements for some reason. Yeah, weird. <laughs> it's strange. I can't believe they don't have a limit on the number you can buy. Man. <laughs> don't, that sounds don't, like a... Don't ruin it, man. Oh, my God. Uh, Lewis, are you on the site that that uh, Sean just told us about? Yeah. By, by the way, Untapped Games, if you're listening to this, we're looking for sponsors. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could afford it, since you apparently don't make money off your card sales, but... Go, uh, uh, Lewis, look at how much Chandra is. New Chandra? On on their site. But the new one, with the fire yeah. brand. Yep. That's... That's, that's now, actually what I Star would... City's price. Like, that's actually what I would expect her to be at. That's in. That's just ridiculous, though. What? How, how could just, Star City sold out at at that price? That is. I don't, I don't want to go into Star City. Apparently, they just know how to create brand loyalty because they're yeah. able to set prices for cards, and eventually it will drift up to that price because they're a large retailer. And you know what? If they can do it and they can make money, more power to them. But it is pretty crazy to see. They're just setting prices on the new set right now. Okay, and in fairness, though, there are some cards on this site that are more expensive. Like, their Grim Lava Mancer is more expensive. They're selling it at... Tw- oh, no, never mind. They're foils. <laughs> um, <laughs> their foils are worse. Are no, cheaper. Their foils are, are still cheaper. Man, but Although I like, love that it's a legendary creature, Human Wizard. They have, like, almost no stock, though. Like... Well, yeah, obviously. How, how could you keep stock like that? Somebody like me sees that you're you're selling a card that's spelling everywhere else for a dollar for fifteen cents. You buy all of them. Well, I think, I think that's how they. I think that that's probably why they're in business because if you can clear out your stock continuously, that kind of helps. Yeah. You can clear it out if you're selling them for fifty cents too. True. Yeah. Not to I, me. Ooh, Other they, people. They, they have a, spe- a section for all, like, promo stuff. So, like, you can is just it, buy FNM promos and stuff. Is it full, though? Like, or is it, because, like, so does, um, so does face-to-face games, and they don't have that many. Well, they they actually have a few here. They don't have too many. Like, they're really they cheap. Simulated knowledge one. God damn it. Can't find that anywhere. They have the judge rewards. But I don't think yeah, yeah, in any case, if you guys are looking, check out Untapped Games. Uh, they're not paying us yet, but we're hoping. And they do have some some decent deals on there if you want to look around for a little. Oh, yeah, I should probably uh, make that announcement. 
We have a sponsor, everyone. All right, forget Untapped Games. <laughs> uh, we officially are sponsored by, by the time you guys hear this podcast, uh, in the future, uh, we are now sponsored by Don's Magic and Sundry. So uh, go check him out. He's got pretty decent prices. Does it, is he's the one that also has like the alters by uh, by MJ Scott and there's another person. Yeah. I should probably buy a playset of mental mis like altered mental missteps. They're a pretty good price. Yeah, it's forty five for f- their uh, full art. I think no, their extended art mental missteps. Uh. It's MJ Scott and uh, Jeremy Froggett. Who oh, wow, he's really good. Is he? Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, he, I, I think he's the Star City or the Channel Fireball Alter Rider. He's Star okay, City. so then he is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, right now, he's got a spitting image that is a extended art, uh, a Skitterix. Oh, no, they sold out the Skitterix. The prices on the alters are very affordable there, uh, so... If you see them and you like them, buy them immediately. Otherwise, they're going to be sold out. Yeah, like the, he, his prices for some of these alt, his prices for the altars are amazing. I really want uh, MK's story row. Yeah, it's a I, really nice story row. I like the brainstorms that they're all different versions uh, of. Phoenix. Jean Grey. Yeah. Yep. Jean Grey and Phoenix. So yeah, guys. So yeah, everyone who listens to uh, Redcast wins. Uh, please check out Don's Magic and Sundry. Uh, put a link in the show notes. Yep, there will be a link in the show notes, uh, and you'll be hearing more about him in the near future. Mainly because he'll, we'll hopefully remember to do an ad, we'll hopefully remember to mention him at the beginning of, of casts from now on. It wouldn't be red cast wins if we didn't forget things until halfway through. Yes, this is true. So hopefully Don realizes what he signed up for. Oh yeah, Jason's with us. I, like I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah. So Jason, uh do you know what you're what you're gonna play to help grind you into nationals yet? Um probably I know I'm playing some variant of Kaw. <laughs> who called it? Uh everyone who knows him? <laughs> you're not gonna play t- you're not gonna play uh Twin Blade? I might play Twin Blade. I gotta test it tomorrow yeah. and see if I he, you know. he just got How, how much have you played with Twin Blade? What? How much have you played with Twin Blade? Uh, I've played it on Cockatrice back when, before Mystic and Jace got banned. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be careful trying to grind with it. It takes a lot of practice. Um, the people who I've seen pilot it, who constantly top eight PTQs and in queue for the Pro Tour, have had problems with it in tournaments uh, because of how hard it is to pilot, especially through the new Cobblades. That's I said, I'll test with it tomorrow and see. And, like, I ran the list at FNM, like, right away, very untuned, and I yeah. pretty much stomped. Yeah, but your FNM's a little special. Do-do-do. Yeah, but, like, it's one thing when... if My meta is very, very black intense, so I had a, I wasted a bunch of sideboard slots on, oh. not like, not hating out black enough. So when they ran discard against me, it was a, a fair bit more effective. Which like every round except the one, I was facing discard, and I was still able to win like every time. 
Like, I lost a match because I didn't realize how, like, how effective it is to be able to ponder and preordain for gas. And I'm evened <laughs> like an idiot. So, Good job. like, him having a discard spell while I was already at five cards was pretty bad. And it's, it's really strong. And act, the, the mana base is actually not as horrible as people would think. On paper, it looks pretty bad, though. It, no, it does look terrible on paper, but you're running so many basics that you almost never lose to Tectonic Edge. Like, those draws where you're, you're like, at two lands and maybe, like, two colorless, and then they double Tech Edge you, never going to happen here. So, uh, right now, Jason, what's the Kaw variant that you're most likely to uh, be running? If the if twin blade doesn't work out, I'll most likely run um, Gary T, Jerry T list from uh, just this past SCGO weekend in Pittsburgh. Oh, that actually is a very nice list. I approve. It's, it's very very good. I'm just gonna make a couple changes. Some of the you know like he was running twisted image in the main deck, which I will probably swap out for something else. Maybe another dismember. Yeah, usually just adding in dismembers works. Yep, it's usually it's pretty good, right? <laughs> From what I've heard, I've heard dismembers a good card. I don't know. It's it's like a six dollar card. I don't I don't know if I want to pay six dollars for a card. And I mean, you have to pay four life, and it doesn't even kill titans. I don't know. I mean, why not just play go for the throat? Yeah, yeah, let's just trade, let's, I'll, I'll, hey Lewis, I'll trade you my four gopher throats or your four dismembers. No, but I think the dismembers might be worth more come extended season, so <laughs> I'll probably hold on to them. <laughs> oh, joy. Uh, so dry jokes aside, um, are we done talking about standard? Is there anything we wanna, we wanna add? Dude, I want to talk about standard. I actually played in a standard tournament for the first time in forever. Dude, how'd you do? Did you make people cry again? Uh, no, because I decided to play in the San Jose area, oh. where all oh. the Channel Fireball guys show up. <laughs> how did that go? Uh, it started off fine. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Jeff Hong, but uh, he is an amazing guy. Like he didn't let I I don't recognize a lot of the Magic pros. Uh, just by what they look like. Uh, I probably should, but I don't. I, I don't recognize everybody who hangs out with Channel Fireball uh, just by what they look like. But I played against him first round and didn't realize who I was playing against, did well against him, and it wasn't until I was playing Beer Pong later that somebody mentioned his name, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that guy's like a member of Channel Fireball? They're like, oh, yeah, of course. That's the only reason why Channel Fireball was there. It was for like him and two other guys who were there trying to get to qualify for, uh, you know, the Pro Tour. And I was like, wait a minute, are you sure? Because that was the guy I played first round. And he literally just told me that uh, he was just friends with these guys from college and he liked to hang out with them from time to time. To be fair... Shockingly, I look him up and he's written articles on Channel Fireball. I, uh, think, I think he says that so that people just don't go like, I'm going to try and supermise you. Well, like, I still won, but I like he was just super <laughs> modest, like honest, like modest to the core. Like I think he meant everything he said. I don't think he considers himself to be a pro player or close to that level, which is not true at all. Because after I beat him, I think he went four or five rounds 
before losing another game. <laughs> well, so crushed him, kind of. No, no, I think he still did pretty well in that tournament. So I, I left before uh, I could see exactly how well he did. But I'm pretty sure he did well. Um, I played against another, uh, my last real round of the tournament, which was round four. I played one more, really wasn't taking it seriously, just because one of my friends was still in it, and it was a two-hour drive uh, in the fifth round. But in the fourth round, I played against another, uh, one of the Channel Fireball guys, Eirik, Um And he, he just crushed me. Uh at that point, and he always crushes me. He he comes up to Davis every now and then, and he's just on a whole different level than I am. So I started off fine, but I could not hang in the two and zero bracket when there were people hanging there who uh, like to play test with uh, LSV. So. <laughs> so so your whiskey and Jedi powers just couldn't save you. Uh, I actually felt okay about how I did after finding out who I was playing uh, later <laughs> on. I felt pretty bad initially. Um, but it was a it was a super hard PTQ to be in. I need to find one where there are other casual players trying out a PTQ for the first time. Come to Canada. There we go. Like even in the top eight, it's like casual players that that ban control decks from their F and M. Lewis, I I, I kind of want to come to Canada just to go to that nationals like that qualifying store. <laughs> Seriously, I think it's worth getting the the ticket, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, in, in this particular tournament, uh, I was playing Hawkward slash Tempered Steel, whatever it's calling itself now, and only played against Cobblade and Tempered Steel the whole day. Wow. Oh, no, except for Goblins, which I played in the 2-2 two and two bracket. <laughs> so, I was like, wow. Wait, I was hoping 2-2 two and two out. to play against... Hawkward's just Tempered Steel. Yeah, it's, but it's the build that, like, was it MJ's uh, husband? Like, because that's why people started changing its name. Because they yeah, burn, it's like, like Glint Hawk Idol and stuff. No, no, they both versions run Glint Hawk Idol. I believe the Hawkward actually just runs more, focuses more on flyers, like actually running Glint Hawk. Yeah, the list is three Blade Spicer, four Perilous Mirror, three Spell Sky, four Squadron Hawk, Strong of Loyal Legions, blah, 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 blah. There is no Glint Hawk Idol. Uh, I think there's a couple different lists that go by that name then. Um, it, yeah, it's one of those. It, it just basically means aggro flyers. Is hard. Yeah, which is and weird that they don't run the Volt Scourge. And Shrine of Loyal Legions is a super good card against Cobblade. It's a super uh, good card. I would consider running it if I was doing Cobblade versus Cobblade mirrors all day. Yeah, I actually brought that up with Jason before that it was. It just seemed like it could break the mirror, like. Especially, like, you go turn to um, Shrine, and then you're casting four Squadron Hawks at some point. Like, it, every Squadron Hawk is basically a t- two one ones. Yeah, if you're running the Hero Bladehold version, it's it's just broken. Because at a certain point in the game, you play Hero Bladehold, they don't have an answer, you put out ten guys and kill them. Yeah, I have to, like, that card... I completely underestimated at my last FNM, and it almost killed me. Pretty bad. I like I was playing against a Tempered Steel list with it, and I was like, oh, I'll just kill everything else, and Shrine can just do whatever the hell it wants. It's only going to give him 1-1s. Until he popped it for, like, 14 1-1s. Yeah, that's, that was a bad call. Wait, well, no, like, he played... It's pretty bad. Well, no, here's what happened. Like, he played Steel Overseer, and I was like, all right, got to kill that. And then he played Tempered Steel... When he had like three, he had like a blade. He had like two blade spicers on this 
on the field, so I was like, all right, I gotta kill the tempered steel. And like, so there was a lot of things that just ranked higher on my priority list until <laughs> until I'd run out of removal in my main board for for artifacts and and came that for fourteen creatures, and that's why he won game one. Okay, you're running green. Main board, main board. Hate. No, I don't I'm not saying. But yeah, like, I was running at mainboard, and uh, it was the reason why I was able to do well against Cobblade, because mainboard, there's very few answers for it when you have to answer, yeah, Overseal, te- Overseer, Tempered Steel, Signal Pest, and that. Eventually, you just run out of answers. He then got and, very furious when he saw my sideboard, where I brought in uh, Viridian Corruptors and Divine Offerings. Why not creeping corrosion if you, if you expect a lot of times? I don't have I don't have creep I uh at the time I didn't expect there to be a, our our meta shifts very quickly. Like like I told you about the week it was all red. The following week uh was Cobblade and Valakut, just like everybody seemed to throw together a Cobblade list and a Valakut list. And then that week was super like tempered steel heavy. Like our our uh our meta just shifts freaking really fast, but that's because most players at my meta have multiple standard decks, like, ready. And sometimes people just decide to go, you know what, I feel like playing Tempered Steel. And a lot of times, for some reason, everyone else decides decides to play Tempered Steel that week, or some Tempered deck. And, yeah, like, I should probably, I am throwing, actually Creeping Corrosion is now in my sideboard for Tempered Steel, just because it's easier to cast for me. There's also the random decks that some people might throw together, like the Grand Architect deck, that it might be worth it kind of thing. Yeah, well, well, like I know, temp- I know, Creeping Corrosion's good, but like I said, like I try to build my sideboard while predicting the meta, and I didn't predict it to shift to Tempered Steel, because Man. usually we make fun of it at my store. Man, every time I hear, like I say or hear about Creeping Corrosion, all I can think about is the Gathering. You better check check yourself before you pyrex yourself. It's <laughs> all I uh, uh, So um as as most of you listeners know, because uh, 'cause I'm done talking about standard and I think that's the general consensus, uh, is that me and Lewis are facing off in a showdown for bragging rights. Uh duel. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you going to do about it? Luckily, uh, for Lewis, it's not a battle rap contest. <laughs> um, so, the format selected, thanks to everybody who's voting, including the people who tried to vote past the deadline to ruin to, fi- to fix the numbers, uh, is Commander, build your own standard, and a lot of people were looking really forward to Chaos Sealed Pool. I'm kind of scared of that format a lot. I'm loving it. So, um, Lewis, uh, you don't have to tell me. I, I kind of know what you're playing in, in uh, Commander, thanks to thanks to the similar style that I've been playing against Sean. Uh, what what's one block that you're thinking about running in uh in Build Your Own Standard? That's like actually the I keep going to Ravnica just because of the goals, like the mana base any mana base that I would really love, and just so many cards, but I can't, I actually don't know what I'm going to play. I've had, like, three or four deck ideas, but I'm, I've pretty much given up on that, and what I'm going to do is just, 
like, instead of thinking about um, what blocks I want to play, I want I'm going to try to think about what cards I want to play and see where the most overlap lays. Oh, okay. So I actually can give you a hint. Um, I am going to be running Ice Age as one of my blocks. So Ice Age and Cold Snap. No, it's a block. Cold Snap is actually, if you use Gatherer, Ice Age is, uh, Cold Snap is considered a part of Ice Age block. Okay, that's what I was saying. Like, so Ice Age and Cold Snap. Which is like the, like the block. Oh, yeah, I thought you were saying Ice Age and Cold Snap as my two blocks. I was going to be, uh, because one of my friends thought that too, that Cold Snap was different. Like, most people, that's what they think, so I'm like, Wait a second, Ice Age and Cold Snap are the same thing, which is... Uh, yeah, yes, to clarify. I believe it's, uh, it was Ice Age Alliances? It's, it's Ice Age Alliances, Cold Snap are the, are the uh, sets, but I didn't, so far in my building, I haven't touched a Cold Snap card. Like, there's just none that I'm super interested in. So I think not playing Red. No. Um... I can't give him. I don't want to give him too many hints. I no, will no. say, like, <laughs> if, if 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 Lewis told me what if Lewis had settled on a block by now, I would have narrowed down the hints more. But because he he hasn't settled on a block, I can't tell you. I will tell you, and Jason knows this. I took. I was gonna make my other block time spiral block, but uh, it just wasn't effective for what I wanted to do. So okay. There. So I'll look for everything in Time Spiral <laughs> Block that that doesn't have a mechanic that's similar to something in Ice Age Block, and be like, okay, there's no synergy here. I can elim- I can do process of elim- elimination and figure it out. Uh, um, too much. Yeah, it's it's not a hint, really. <laughs> well, here was the here was the original thing. I like I had. Like I said, I wanted to do uh, Zoo. Like, I wanted to do Ravnica and Zendikar. But then I looked at it, and I was like, wow, this looks like the Legacy Zoo deck. I'm just missing um, Path to Exile, Swords, and Grim Lava Mancer. You remember, though, that that if it was banned in its block format, or is currently banned in Legacy, we cannot use any of those cards, right? Yeah, no, I know. Okay. Uh, actually, can you resend? Can you resend me that uh, list, that uh, link at some point? Because I lost it in my Twitter. Yeah, uh, deck so. eight the tweet deck eight the post, the tweet. Yeah, I'll I'll be getting that. Oh, so actually, I have an interesting question, Sean. If you were to do build your own standard, what would you build? Oh man, I didn't know you couldn't play with stuff that was banned. In, in any case, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would probably. Uh, Run, let's see, Ice Age, comma, uh, Time Spiral, and Ninth, I think is the way it would go. See, the corset's the hard thing to pick. In my there, there, there's some specific spells I would need from a, a core spell from that I would build, but I have a, I have a particular uh, pet deck that I usually play uh, when uh, it comes to super casual formats, so... So Jason, what are you, what would you build your standard out of? Um, Ravnica block and Alara block, <laughs> or I could just play the craziest multicolor deck I could possibly come up with. 
there, is. For those of you who don't know, even though Jason is probably one of the more spiky players we have, when it comes to casual formats, Jason only wants it to be fun. Yep. I just like playing craziness. I would probably, I would probably end up playing five color. As to what exactly the five color did, who the hell knows? <laughs> I wouldn't do so, anything. Five color would, elementals. I would know color elementals. Plus it's like Lorwyn block. Yeah, no Lorwyn. You're doing five color like Cascade. No, just do five color fu. That, that's that's what my well, friend I'm draft. Just, I'm Lord. just gonna do five color ramp and play every single ultimate a minute. Sick. <laughs> Respect. I have actually I have nothing but respect for that for that deck idea. Dude, yeah, Man. you play like Alara and Ravnica block, and you have like the perfect mana base to run all of them. See, I was just going to be running an empty the Warrens deck, and now I look like a douche. Thanks, actually, Jason. Ja- uh, when I first started t- testing with Jason, Jason like built the Super Goblins deck. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was and somehow I- my deck still didn't die. Yep. There's those stupid, uh, I won't say it, but yeah. There's something really annoying in there. <laughs> uh, Lewis, I, 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 I want to tell you that, um, th- I will give you another hint. There is no green in my deck whatsoever. <gasps> that's, that's crazy talk. And, and it's even crazier. Uh, Sean, is, is green in my EDH deck? So I'm, I'm not gonna say, but I, I will say if we're gonna talk about EDH, both of you have are starting to opt towards the more D-bag generals. So. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm going to clear this up before before anything gets out of control. I originally, folks, had a super casual general. And then Sean goes, if you're going to do if you're going to do this color, you don't play this general. It's just bad. <laughs> Cuz I showed Jason my original... Jason, wasn't my original general super casual? Yes. <laughs> and then Sean told me, if you're playing this color, there are these generals you play, your general is just bad. So yeah. you... you it's your yeah, because you're playing a competition you want to win in. Your general is <laughs> terrible. Like, your general, if you're playing a group game, and you wanted people to buy you drinks and let you survive for a while, it's fine. But if you actually wanted to win the game, awful. Just awful. Yeah, I saw that on, like, but you asked them, like, whoa, so what would you rank it? Zero. Build a different deck. <laughs> and then I asked him, I then, I then, I then changed my deck to, uh, to a general that, uh, Sean approved of, and my rating went up to six. So I was like, alright, cool. I'm doing something <laughs> great. Well, first off, the rating system makes sense, right? Like, you both have played against me. If you're going to oh, get no, a no, 10, no. you have to have sense. a pretty destructive general. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it makes sense. It made me sad that I was basically banned from using Fabio or Jorkadine to most people. Yep. Well, there is a reason for that. Because we didn't want to just take a Sean. We didn't want it to be the Battle of Sean decks. I think that would have been awesome. Like, just highlight how awesome his decks are. But it was like, I was going to, like, update it, but of course, you know, there's only so many cards that are, like, you're going to change in that deck, because it's, it's awesome as it is. It's just like you change yeah. a few things. and Just so everyone who read that article knows, 
that wasn't the the version of the deck I actually use either. There are the cards I change out that I feel bad about putting into a list to recommend to people. <laughs> <laughs> which which brings me to my question because we all know that Sean has like a bunch of uh, EDH decks. Jason, you play EDH and you're playing EDH right now, right? Yes. Uh, what would you uh, What would you play as your general for for an EDH showdown? Uh, the general that I'm currently designing a deck for, which would be Rafik. Oh, fellow Rafik players! What happened to the Mimeoplasm, bro? Uh, I, I like Mimeoplasm, but I really wanted to, like, I didn't want to take just one of the Preton decks, like, I really just wanted to design a deck from, like... The ground up? Yeah, basically. Speaking... And do it all myself. Speaking of Commander, uh, you know... Lewis, I haven't seen a Commander's Chair article in a while, have you? No, not really. Yeah, it's been almost a week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, me, me, me and Jason are doing a dual article, which everyone will have seen by the time they hear this. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, is that is that why there's no Commander's Chair? Yeah, we haven't we haven't compiled it together. It'll it'll go up as one. I would one. like you. I would like you to know that. You're the reason our stats are so weird this week. I feel like you're the good luck charm. That, like, because we start with you, that we can proceed fairly well. And because we didn't start with you. Uh, I will say, I think Jason can agree with me on this. After this article, I don't think either of us will be a good luck charm again. <laughs> I'm so... Lewis, I don't, Lewis, you know about this article they're putting together, right? I, I've heard about it. I really want to read it, but they're taking forever. Uh, um, the, the, the problem is is that from the way Sean keeps describing this article, they might come across as the new PVs. Oh, no, no. First off, it's neither of us. We, we went straight to the source. <laughs> Both of us have a significant other who know how to play magic, who play magic with us, but who but basically refuse to play magic with anyone else. And but it makes you guys look bad. Few questions. Uh, not. It doesn't make us look too bad. So yeah, just to let you know, like usually on Monday, we we started averaging like in the in the in the four hundreds. Because there was no commander's chair, we were in the three hundreds, and it, it's looking like it's just going to be a downward swing for the rest of the week. Hey, because uh, of the new commander's chair. I, I, it'll it'll go up if I don't get the the article from Jason. I have a couple backlog things uh, in case it hasn't gone up by the time this podcast comes out. Uh, I have a little news. I'm going to be writing biweekly uh, if I can because uh, I'm going to be splitting time between our sites and CommanderCast, um, and that's and basically married. yeah, and getting married. Um, <laughs> Over so getting married is not a time. The splitting of the time is basically because CommanderCast uh, will not be affiliated with anybody who has any sort of sponsorship. And so to continue to have us be uh, be related in, in at least some way with CommanderCast, because they bring us a, a good number of hits each week, um, I'm going to write for them. And because Andy basically told me he was, he was actually trying to get me before you did, and uh, I'm not going to leave this site since this is where everyone knows me from and this is where all my viewers used to seeing me at, uh, but I will be splitting time a little bit between the two. Um, I would I would expect to see more tech on these articles and more play theory 
less card choice on right. uh, the commander cast side of things. Speaking of uh, changes for red site wins, uh, there might be a format change um, for the site. We might adapt the uh, the gather the gathering magic way of posting of trying to align uh, posts by category. So there'll be like specific days that certain types of content will go up. The only thing not affected by this is Jason and Ando. Because all of our Spike articles just happen to go up on Thursday anyway. Hey. You go up whenever. Look, I try to fill in the empty spots when people, like, don't... No, 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 I'm not, I'm not dishing you. I'm just saying that, like, the the normal weeklies of of Spike are Thursday, although Ando's kind of disappeared off the face of the earth, and I'm kind of worried about him. Um... But our spike articles do it's go out of drug. Or Jason, you might get moved to Wednesday because I don't know if we can move Chris. Hmm. Okay. Is he still writing on time? I don't know. Um, we didn't get anything from him. No, we got something from him last week, didn't we? We did. He he learned how to post his own articles. So. Yeah, I was super impressed with him. I, I'm actually kind of surprised he's still with us. I haven't sent him anything yet, and he keeps. Like, doing better and better in the Star City games. Like, they interview him for every question now. And, uh, yeah. But, yep. you guys, not big time in us. He, he posted last week. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, every time people meant, uh, ask me about Red Side Wins, they go, how did we get Chris Van Meter to, to kinda leave Star City games? And I go, Black Voodoo Magic. <laughs> we didn't get him to leave Star City games. <laughs> We're not taking anybody away from any other site. Uh, me and Chris hung out a lot in Wichita. We used to g- go to uh, any any tournament we could drive to, uh, along with Brian O'Connor, if you guys have heard of him. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he used to come over to my, my apartment all the time when I just had a pool table and a computer as my living room, and we'd playtest magic till all hours. Uh, somehow he got all the skill, though, so I missed out. Yeah, that sucks for you. That's all right. He also got all the weight, so I'll, I'll keep my half. <laughs> oh, and speaking of dual articles, there might be a dual article f- between me and Jason coming up soon. Yep, as soon as I get back from Gen Con. Yeah, because uh, we have decided to... Uh, uh, I've, it's actually an idea that happened mainly because of Lewis. So, Lewis, you get some credit for this. Okay. Um... You know how I like uh what I decided to do was uh I handed Jason off my uh my tuned version of Jund and we're gonna start doing a um what did we decide to call it, Jason? Uh I think it's called Bruin Beats. Yeah, it's called Bruin Beats. What it's gonna be is I'm gonna brew a deck that's uh a format competitive, probably standard, since that's what he plays more. Uh and what's going to end up happening is Jason's then going to pilot the deck uh, through his uh, gauntlet and then uh, write about how it does, what didn't work, and why. And uh, then we're going to come to a consensus of what uh, what new cards should be put into the deck, and that will be the format of the article. So hopefully people will like that new article. Uh, hopefully that sounds we'll... like super fun. Who do, who do you have to get involved with to be part of that article? Um... Pretty much the I, the Bruin Beats is going what I because we've now fixed a way for people to um to post uh as you know not just themselves 
Bruin Beats, if you want to give him a brew and hand it off to him, you can do it. Uh, I might even have Lewis maybe be the pilot of one of the brews I do, but the idea is that, you know, to kind of foster some playtesting between the members of Red Sight Wins. To like make for this a... Jun deck, did you take any of the, the ideas that I gave you? Um, yeah, one of the things we, uh, a general consensus was, Steel Hellkite sucks. Yep. Did I even put that in mind? I don't even think I would have thought of it. Um, there was a reason for Steel Hellkite, and Jason agreed that it was a good idea to start with, but it was not, it was, it's just not good enough. Was that you playing against, like, Koldatha Red or something? I mean... No, it was, it was a, it was an answer to, like... What did I say was, like, an answer to Tempered Steel? Yeah, it was Tempered Steel. It was Tempered Steel, where, like, the Steel Hellkite gets in there and hits for, and you just pay zero and you just wipe half of their board. Yeah, but, but that was, like, a super old version of Tempered Steel. They, they really yeah, yeah, that was the, that was the problem. I was, I hadn't looked up any new uh, Steel lists at the time. I mean, uh, it, it, I still like Steel Hellkite, like, in Commander. God damn it. We changed and we changed the sideboard a bit. Uh, there's no more Malakir Blood Witch because that was another dead card. I forget why that was in the deck too. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, not not sure if I put that in my list either. <laughs> Although Malakir Blood Witch was showing up on some deck sideboard recently, but I'm still keeping it. Oh, up first. it has protection from a Mary Angel. But it doesn't and, have protection from Dismember. Yeah, that was the thing. It's too small. That's true. That's protection but, I mean, it, it has protection from the main threats that uh, all the Kaw decks are running. So I can see it as a 2 of in the sideboard. So uh, I just I just need to point this out. We're playing uh, Commander right now with uh, Precon decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing Reigns of Power. My brother is playing... Um, uh, Heavenly Inferno, mm-hmm. and my other friend is playing Mirror Mastery. What? what? Uh, <laughs> he uh, he's playing Riku, and he just played uh, Magmatic Force. Magmatic Force with uh, two copies off of Riku, and is now is now doing nine damage split three ways every upkeep. That sounds totally fair. Yep, and is now totally destroying us. Uh, it's Riku, yeah. That the, isn't that what Riku's supposed to do, just to beat the other precons? I don't know. Isn't that, isn't that what no, that deck there's does? No, there's no devour for power in there to, yeah. to kill off his forces and then resurrect it on their own side. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, folks, while we're doing this uh, cast, I'm going to challenge uh, Sean to some EDH and probably lose. Can't lose every game. Come on. There, there's no deck that has those kind of odds. If Cockatrice allows me to, to log in because it's being a douche. Besides, I had to switch to a deck that Lewis would play, so it's like a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I can't even play EDH because like, I had built the deck on a laptop, and now that I'm on my desktop, I apparently can't open the freaking file in Cockatrice for some reason. Is just letting people log in because it's being a douche? It is not. Is It's not letting you log in either? Nope. That means somebody has to play with me on MTGO. Oh. <laughs> well, that's who is this department? <laughs> Good luck. I cannot. 
<laughs> All right, whatever. I'll just I'll just talk shit about your guys' play skills for a little while. Okay, go ahead. Well, I did rush a play that cost me the game against you. You had the game won. <laughs> like, but like if, if you had more experience in EDH, I would have simply scooped from where you were. You, you uh, had it locked down completely. <laughs> there, there were two ways you could have won at that particular moment, and I won't say because I want to give Lewis an idea of what you're playing. Well, but here's you, the thing: instead of winning, I, you pointed out past the turn. There, there was there was a there was something you pointed out that I forgot about my land. I forgot that that for some reason I forgot for a second that land had instant speed that the land had an instant speed ability and that that wasn't something I could have done it when you told me I should have. Even if it didn't, you could have won. Yeah, yeah, because I pulled a very douchey move. I know, I know there's a crazy idea here, but just so everyone knows, you can do things at instant speed during your up. <gasps> what? You mean like kill a consecrated sphinx after you've been able to untap, but not before you've drawn and given them two cards? Things like that? Yeah. Although That's... your example is more obvious than mine. Yeah, your your example was... I'm still not sure what you were doing with uh, the one particular card, Lewis. Uh, <laughs> like ten times, and you just decided not to, and let me kill all your creatures off. That wasn't true. What was going no, on No, I there? couldn't. Like, with, like, the GT couldn't actually kill him unless I had four counters. You could have just not pumped the creature you were swinging with once. You, it's an instant speed maneuver. You don't have to pump it every time. Yeah, but if at any point you want to deal damage to the creature, I had to save some counters. It, it was yeah, horrible. Yeah, you can save like, them for the time they do the damage. Don't just use them right away. It, it was like, it's so a Chite. You played with that card before, right? You don't, like, you don't... <laughs> wow, Lewis, you're getting... <laughs> no, like, honest, I probably could have played the GTA differently, but it, it was all, like, I was, like, partially I was on tilt, because at the same time I was being called off, so my attention was divided, so I was, like, rushing through, and then I'm drawing 10, and I'm like, okay, I'm not winning this, so I really didn't care, which is a horrible excuse, which, it's not even an excuse, that's me being a freaking retard, so I agree with Sean. So I have a but I, I mean both both of you have have done stuff like that. Uh, I really just uh, attribute it to you. Just don't know what the other person can do, so you're not yeah. sure. Like for all as you know, I had uh, like a split you second ability to that would bounce the creature or something yeah. with GT on it. So you wanted to try to get things in before split second could happen or whatever. There 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 are chances. There were things, but there's so much unknown in Commander when you guys have played as relatively little as I have, that I think you guys are just kind of nervous about... But it's also you. This is like, I I equate you to being like, hey, Lewis, guess who we're going to play test standard against? Oh, we're going to play test against PV. Because all we hear about you is, like, making people cry in EDH and, like, stopping the competition... I make people cry in tournaments. In EDH, nobody cries. Everybody just has a good time because it's a casual format. Unless I'm testing against the two of you because I know you guys want to win, and so I don't really pull punches anymore. Dude, so. you play Ark. You play that Arkham deck that just. I only play that Arkham deck when somebody asks me to pull out that Arkham deck, and that person is just asking for hurt. 
Well, it's another person who's playing another, uh, basically like another BS deck. Like, uh, the last time I played Arkham, it won, shockingly. Um, and it was playing against Edric that was playing just blue Bean control, using Edric as a ability to get a bunch of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sig River Cutthroat. And me, and I was playing, and both of them were basically playing weenies that they could swing with and just counter everything everyone did. And I was playing Arkham, so in that case, Arkham's fine, because all three decks have blue, and they all know that I'm going to counter, and so both of them can work together and just counter every spell I cast, or try to counter every spell I cast. Um, I'm not going to see somebody's, like, Mael deck, or, I don't know, Veriloth the Ancient deck, and swing out with Arkham Dagson. I mean, that's just mean. But if somebody's going to play Riku one-on-one, I can't exactly go ahead and play my Child of Alara group hug deck. True. So, speaking of speaking of tilt, like, you know, Sean just stomping on me by passing two pile unders in EDH, um, I have an awesome tilt story uh, for for everyone this week. And I, I've actually been waiting to share this with you guys. Um, so I'm playing F&M. Uh, how many of you guys have gone to F&M and you get paired with the new player? Like, the person who hasn't played Magic before and brought a deck to F&M? Okay. Not that new. Like, pretty much around there, though. Like, three months. Okay. All right. So, when in, in a normal matchup, like, let's say I'm playing against Lewis... If 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 my opponent if if my opponent plays slow or slowly, I'm never too hesitant to call slow play and call the judge over. Because this was a new player or had told me I had just gotten back into uh into magic, I said, Alright, I'm not gonna call slow play. Maybe he just doesn't understand some of the board interactions. Until I asked the judge for time, and this was maybe like turn turn, like, five, and the judge is, like, 35 minutes, and I'm like, hmm, well, we did start five minutes late, because he came, we started, like, we had ten extra time, uh, ten minutes extra time, because, like, uh, his deck went missing, like, he didn't, he, he left it, what happened was we didn't realize he left it at the counter for the store, so, like, we didn't know where it was, so I was like, all right, so it's, it hasn't been too long. Then when the next turn resolved, I asked for time again, uh, and it was like 20 minutes. So in his one turn, 15 minutes had passed, and he hadn't even done anything. It turned out I got I got uh, hustled by someone who does play on a regular basis and has been used and does use slow play as a way to help himself win rounds. What a douche! Like as soon as I called slow play. The judge comes over, and he starts playing normal speed, and played normal speed for the rest of the round. Like, I had 17 minutes to win two games. Okay, so, like, if you're suspicious of this, instead of telling your judge, like, hey, look, come, like, hey, judge, slow play over here. What you do is you talk to the judge and be like, hey, I am suspicious of this person playing slow on purpose. You know, keep an eye out for him. Oh, no, that's that's what I do with normal players. Because he told me that, like, he had just gotten back into Magic. Oh, and he, and he okay. hasn't really played. 
Like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be that douchebag that's going to try and, that's, like, going to possibly accuse my opponent of slow play. I was like, no, I'm going to be nice and just, like, play through it. It was really, really frustrating because I then almost got called for, uh, for, that's, I don't know if, like, speed play is not the actual term for it, but for, uh, rushing my opponent. That's weird, like, um... Well, because I had, se- I had 17 minutes to, to, to win two, two like, okay. uh, games. So now, I, like, like, if you were playing fast, that's that's nothing that they can, like, give you a penalty for. But, like, if, if you're, like, aggressively going, like, you need to play faster, you need to play faster, then that's unsportsmanlike conduct. Well, the thing was, I was, like, super, like, going through my... I was, like, um, riffling my hand... I'd be like, pass turn. And riffle, like, constantly riffling. And my, uh, my judge thought that I was, like, trying to, to give the impression of, like, rushing my opponent. All and right. he thought that that was, like, unsportsmanlike. Yeah, I mean, when that stuff happens, that sucks. If somebody is going to blatantly cheat to try to win an FNM, you know what? Fuck them. Let them take their $10 prize and go. Next time you see that, you you just gotta try to let it go. Um, oh no, like I let it go. It was just it was the first time I've ever been like put on tilt for not something that like was beating. Like usually I get put on tilt for like something absurd happening, like drawing like ten lands or drawing no lands or like something something ridiculous. This was me getting put on tilt because I got Jedi'd by someone who convinced me that they were a brand new player as their background for slow play. Well, yeah, you got convinced by somebody who lied to you. That's not so much as a Jedi trick. That's just more as a regular cheat gypsy trick. I mean, it's a fucked up thing to do. Um, And it makes me now want to not listen to people when they say they're new, because I don't want to get slow played again. No, basically, you got to take those lumps for being a nice person. If somebody wants to lie to you uh, to cheat, you just let the judge know for their next game, because they're probably going to do it again. Generally, I can tell, like, if they're a new person, but, like, if they're playing Callblade, I would, like, I'm like, no, this is total BS. Whereas if, like, here, you know, I'm playing Mono Black Vampires because, well, Black just seems really good when you can play a the Bloodthirst Vampire that, like, becomes a 4-4 lifelink. That's generally when I think that they're that they're pretty new. Like, <laughs> well, see, I thought, awesome. Here's the thing. I didn't realize that his temper, like, I didn't realize that his deck was tempered steel. I thought it was tribal golems. Did he not drop tempered steel at some point? See, that's the thing. He had, like, there was hints that the deck might be tempered steel. This was the How? deck that played, this was the deck that played steel overseer that I told you guys about earlier. Just saying, like, how did he slow play Tempered Steel? Why did he even think that was necessary? No, he wasn't, but see, that's the thing, though. He wasn't really playing Tempered Steel. He was playing a tribal golem deck where, like, the win con was putting blades, was, like, forcing you to kill the blade splicer by, play, by like, playing a bunch of other, like, it was a weird fucking deck. Like, just weird. The only Tempered Steel component in the deck was Tempered Steel and Steel Overseer. It was just 
an awkward fucking deck, but all of his turns, he would sit up, like, it's hard for me to animate because there's no webcam, but, like, he would sit and look at the board, and then, like, read one of my cards, and it was kind of like Saito slow play, now that I think about it, when I'm watching, like, like, when you see that kind of slow play, you gotta take the first couple turns and let the player know, even if they're new, that they have to go a little faster, Oh, I did. I was like, to- I was like, hey man, I'm like, you know, I was like, hey, uh, what? I'm like, are you gonna res-? like? There was one turn where like he looked at his hand, like he was like looking at his hand, like he'd like pick up a card, like he'd move a card and put it back in his hand, and then he would look at the board, and then he would look back at his hand, and I was like, are you gonna make a play? I'm like, are you gonna pass turn, or do you have? And I was like, or do you have a question? And he's like, no, I. He's just like. He's like, I don't. He was like, I don't know if I want to do this so early. And literally, all it was was that he played Blade Splicer the next turn. Yeah, I would say if he's doing that by the fourth turn, uh, you got to tell him the first couple turns. And even if this was a new player, and even if he wasn't trying to fuck you over, you got to tell him for the first couple turns, and then you have to call the judge on that kind of thing. I, that's um, the problem. There's a limit to how nice you can be to people. Yeah, by the time I caught on, though, it was just, like, there was so much time drained off the clock. And it turned yeah. out that, like, what I found out from the person that was sitting next to him, he obviously was slow playing because he told me that he had the tempered steel in his hand, that he had all the, like, that he had all the spells he needed to ramp up his, uh, his, uh, Shrine of Loyal Legions. <laughs> And that he was just trying to make it look like he kept that he was top decking all these answers. Like it was just an awful experience. Well, and then hilarious. Like... Well, on that note, I found out something I did is something that some people do use to kind of cheat, what which is uh, uh, obviously I was drinking, and I found <laughs> that particular at this particular PTQ, drinking was not the worst thing you could be doing. Okay. Uh, I won't go into details, but needless to say, uh, I was not the only person who wasn't sober there, and I, I'm pretty sure the non-sober people outnumber the sober people. Um, but okay. in any case, in any case, uh, what I do is I talk to the person I'm playing with, because magic to me, regardless of what setting I'm in, is still a card game where fun is my number one priority. So I talk and I joke and etc. And I found out that certain other people do this to try to get somebody laughing so that they can't concentrate on their particular plays. And I realized that a couple of my wins from the PTQ may have been because the person across from me wasn't paying attention because they were laughing. I didn't realize that was actually a tactic people used like to win. I thought it was just a tactic to use so that win or lose the person across from you thought you were a good guy. Uh, Sean, have you, have you listened to, to, um, what's it called, uh, Shuffle Em Up by The uh, Gathering? I haven't listened to any of The Gathering songs. Alright, you, if anything, listen to Shuffle Em Up. There's even a line in that song that talks about that style of play. That, like, you're, so, of, like, talking to your opponent to get him off of his game. Like that that yeah. is a, that is a general conception that people have that is a appropriate line of play. Yeah, I had no idea that people use that as a tactic. I thought I'm like I'm playing a freaking card game. We're going to have fun doing this because there are pictures of wizards and shit here and I know this is real life. 
Huh. Like, if I'm going to drive two hours to lose money, I'm going to have a fun time doing it. So, uh, since we're since we're getting on time, uh, Jason or Lewis, do you guys have a tilt story for the week? Uh, no. Jason? I, I just got raped by uh, uh, a total of uh, six magmatic forces. <laughs> I'm never playing Reigns of Power ever again. That deck is so bleh. Raped by them. He got bent over the table and anally raped by magnetic forces. At least it cauterized. That's all I can say. Yeah, I won't feel it, so. Alright, so on that note, we'll do shout-outs, and uh, it'll be it'll be a night. So, uh, Jason, why don't you start with shout-outs since you joined the uh, cast late? Shout-outs to everybody that I am going to see at U.S. Nationals slash Gen Con in the next couple days. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> any any other shout outs? So that's that's the long and short of it. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend who is not with me at Gen Con. Wah wah wah. Right. But now he gets to go to the parties and not have to worry. What happens at Gen Con stays at Gen Con, but the BO goes with you. Nobody parties at Gen Con. You know what they do? They go back to their hotel room and play games. At least that's what we do. <laughs> do you not know of like the? What? The, the big parties that they have? I don't care. I, I'm not much of a party guy. I like playing games. Um, okay. You do know that you if you go to Montreal... You do realize, Jason, if you go to Montreal with me and Lewis, you will be partying. Yeah. He looks... He sounds so upset about it. Care so, you play, play games at the bar? <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. I mean, I know that... I don't know if you missed, but my PTQ experience was followed up by beer pong. That's normal. Yeah, I didn't even... I just let it go. I just was like, you know what? This is the world that Sean lives in, and I'm not going to to, to mess with it. So, uh, Sean, any shout-outs this week? Oh, my gosh, a ton. I'll probably forget a bunch. Uh, first and foremost, shout-out to my fiancé for staying with me, uh, even though I'm a gigantic nerd. Uh, I have your opinion of other Magic players now, and uh, thank you for not leaving me. Um... I'll give a shout-out to Jeff Hong uh, for being the most modest Magic player I've ever met. Uh, shout-out to Taz, Alex, Brandon, Bruce, the guys who went with me to the PTQ and who are much better Magic players than I am, but uh, who I will be testing with in the future. Uh, shout-out to Wichita Magic, uh, just where I used to play. They finally set up some forums, and I joined up. Great troll-free forum, so very, very nice. And uh, a shout-out to CommanderCast uh, for continuing to associate with me. So, that's it. Uh, Lewis, your turn. Um, shout-out to my wife, to everyone who's donated and, like, helped support getting me to GP Montreal. So, Medina, you, Sean, Jason has actually helped... Uh, Jay Bush is like was one of the first people to like campaign. Like, man, there there's just so many people that yeah. like I I at first you know I thought okay maybe there's a chance that I can just say everybody who donated. No, I'm I'm gonna actually have to make an article thanking everybody when I do the raffle for everything. Mm-hmm. But there's. Like that's that's a crap ton of shout outs. Um, All right. And that's pretty much it. Um 
So on my end, uh, first I got to shout out our newest sponsor. Uh, you know, Don, thank you very much for uh, taking us on. Uh, hopefully it'll be a mutually beneficial experience for the both of us. Uh, I can't say that. The judges know what that means. Wait, what? That, like, concede to me and I will pay you. It's like bribery in tournaments. Oh, oh, oh. Mutually beneficial. Didn't think of it that way. I'm a good person. That's what they all say. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't talk to my opponents to get them off their game. Um, let's see who else. Uh, shout outs to everyone that's involved with Red Side Wins. Uh, you guys make it a fun experience. Uh, surprisingly. Uh, and shout out to uh, all of my all the people who work for Red Side Wins, uh, like Ashley and Jason and Chris, who are repping us at tournaments and doing phenomenal. So we appreciate that. Makes us look good. And yeah, I don't think there's anybody else left to shout out. So with that, and as always, just remember to keep it casual.